Thanks for downloading this podcast from Love Sport Radio. For more, go to lovesportradio.com for all the latest podcasts, news and views. Or for more, follow us at Love Sport Radio on Twitter. Evening, always two minutes past seven. I'm so sorry, I've been watching Charlie sing the song. It's just beginning. It's the Arsenal fan show, and it's with Charlie, Chris, and Dave. And Dave, Dave's on. How are you, Dave? You all right? I'm very well, my friend. How are we all, gentlemen? I suppose we're flying, aren't we? Because you got lucky. You kind of squeaked it yesterday, (laughs) didn't you? Fan Dabby Dozy. Well, it was a game of two halves, wasn't it? Very much was a game of two halves, yeah. Yeah? It wasn't too clever in the first half. Go on. But we held on. Got lucky. Business in the second half. Got lucky. Nah. nah, no such thing as lucky. Nah. Yeah, I, yeah. Who's, this, who's this new host? Tottenham, Tottenham get lucky. Tottenham get lucky. This, this QBR fan's going to fight his corner against these three gooners. Um, yeah, it was a, it was a, a ga- definitely a game of two halves yesterday. I watched the first half, kind of fell asleep actually, <clears> because it, it was. I mean, Newcastle did okay. Arsenal. That's your age, Paul. <sighs> Arsenal inconsistent. Let's say, you know, a, a, a full ninety minutes hasn't really happened. You know, where they've been flying, but. It's 4 0. You've got to be happy with that, haven't you? Well, we have been improving over the last few weeks. Mm-hmm. And as we've said before, the results have probably not shown. But obviously, we are getting, we're harder to beat now. There's no, no ways about it. And obviously, they're getting the goals up there every now. We did have a little bit of fortune, fortune with the two mm-hmm. goals, I thought, because of poor defending from the uh, right back. But you've got to make your own luck, haven't you? you I do. Thought, I thought that first half was. Um, Arteta had spoken about it beforehand, or sorry, afterwards, and he said, we knew Newcastle were going to come along with a low block. Uh, We knew that they'd play three at the back and try and make it difficult for us. And I thought in the first half, we were very slow from back to front. The the, the passing was very, very ponderous, but that changed in the second half. So Bias was good. He was all right in the first half, but he was much better in the second half, and all of the players stepped up, didn't they? Can I ask why? I mean, you've said that the first half was slow. You've also said that that, that, uh, Arteta knew how Newcastle were going to set up, which means that Arsenal should have an idea of what's coming, like you said, and and an idea of how to get past that. Why was the passing slow and ponderous in the first half then? Well, I don't, I don't know that. I'm, I'm not sure I agree with Chris. I think I think I don't think it was slow and ponderous. I just think Newcastle started to tire in the second half, and we started to open them up. And we because you are fitter, we, we just persevered with the same game plan. But it, what was really really interesting for most of us, I'm sure, wherever we were before the game in the pub, before we went to the ground, was the team selection. Yeah, and. We've all been wondering when Sabayas is going to get a chance, whether he's going to come on. I thought we needed like 20 minutes when we're winning a game to give him a break, but he started him, which surprised everybody. Why? I mean, I've seen Sabayas play and I've, I've liked him. I've just yeah, thought he's I just, just think, been fresh. Why is he? Why well, is it taking I, I, so long? Well, I think he's been injured, and as oh, right. I said, he's he's taken a long time to come back. But nevertheless, at home, I think he thinks okay, we can risk not playing Torreira. We don't need to have a second defensive midfield player. We can play Sabayas, and I thought. It was just so refreshing because I don't dislike Shaka, and I think Shaka's done a brilliant job covering. You know, Saka, I'm not having him. Shaka at left back, but the Sabios thing—it's the instant recycling of the ball. But what was surprising me was to see him play so deep, because when the game started, I thought, okay, mm-hmm. Sabios is going to play, and oh god, we got Shaka back as Isn't defensive midfielder, midfielder, isn't he? Well, exactly. But as was Arteta until mm. the end. Yeah. But he played him deeper, and it was just that instant recycling of the ball. It's, it's like the speed. Move, it's it's the like, speed. like yeah. when we moved Santi back there, and no one expected that. And suddenly you've got so, a player who's like a quarterback. Is that yeah. what you're saying? And, he was, like. and he was giving yeah. it to Ozil early. Yeah. And Ozil yeah. needs it early. And yeah, Ozil had the space in the yeah. hole. And Shaka, Shaka just has that one touch too many before mm. he gives the ball to Ozil. That was the difference. I think what was interesting about yesterday was 
if you look at the Burnley game, Ozil had plenty of space, but he didn't really do anything with it. But yesterday, certainly in the second half, I saw him find space and drive. I mean, the goal that he actually uh, scored started off with Ozil dropping back a little bit. And 45 then, passes. Yeah, getting involved with the passes. But yeah, then, and that was incredible. When he Most in the Premier up, League this season. He was the one that drove uh, at the uh, at the yeah. Newcastle defence to, to then release it. So that was something that he hasn't done all season. So no. are you saying that you know Arteta's <laughs> solved that conundrum that's Ozil? Has he, no. has he managed <laughs> no. to, to, no, 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 to no, ring no, no, the no. best out of him? Or can anyone do that? <clears throat> Is it possible? I don't think so. No, I think... I mean, he played well yesterday, but he's just too inconsistent, isn't he? he, he you've got to think he's... I mean, if you've got a big away game, I wouldn't play him at all. But games at home like Newcastle, Everton coming up, West Ham, it's all games you... He's a bit of a flat-track bully over. So he's your special teams player. <laughs> yeah, he is. is, he is. But I, I, I just think... I thought yesterday, what you said, David, did start slow, but that comes from the team. A lot of them players hadn't played with each other before. You had Nketiah up there, which, completely, which I did like. I liked. I like the way you run in behind more. We, we don't, we, we've not had that all season. But that's because he's not playing Ober up top. I don't... <clears throat> Aubameyang and Nketiah are very similar players in their, in their running styles, so I don't really understand why he didn't just say, play Aubameyang up top. Everyone was play... expecting him to drop Lacazette like and play Aubameyang. Yeah. Job Lacazette and left Aubameyang and left and what's, played. What's happened to Lacazette? Because I look at Lacazette and I like his movement outside the box, the way he plays for the team. And Ketia, from what I've seen, my my opinion of him, outside the box, he don't do enough. No, exactly. He, That's he, why Bielsa wouldn't play him yeah. because he's just, he doesn't he fit do with enough. that sort of four two three one, which is what Leeds doesn't like. Run, for what it was, doesn't run about. No. Mm. But game, Paul, I, I'm going to ask you a question mm. now, as our host, but as an ex-professional footballer. The Ozil question, my personal belief is the day of the passing 10 has gone. Yeah. Football moves on. So I think we need a 10 who can pass like Ozil, but also beat a man, you know, can dribble. Engine. Like when we, well, like the first season of Santi before Ozil came, yeah. Santi played at 10, 12 goals, 12 assists, because he can pass like Ozil and he can beat a man. And I think if you look at every other top side, they haven't got a 10 in the old role anymore. <clears throat> so is, is that is that role it's, gone uh, in fo- modern football? The, the Ozil type player, I think, is the moving passing out of 10. the game. Yeah. yeah, because what you have to look at is not just... Uh, with the ball, but without the ball, yeah. they have to work. Now, all the, the top players have to work to shut <clears throat> shut the game down. Now, if you're playing with the high press, let's say, he, he automatically can't do it. Nah. He doesn't do it. So, so now you're one man short. If you want to go and close people, even Aguero had to do it. Yeah, you know they bought in he Jesus was dropped, and said, he, yeah, when he, said when he first came exactly. In. If you're not going to do it, come and sit with me. Yeah. Whereas Özil seems that I can't do it. It's just not something I can do. So you're right. There are going to be certain games he can't play no. in if you're going to go and try and win the ball back high up the pitch. He did. He does cover ground though. You he does cover he, ground. He covered the second <clears throat> highest, like di- distance wise. Yesterday he covered, covered the second yeah, so highest. Yeah, Walcott. He just ever, runs alongside his fullback. What, what does that mean? <laughs> well, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you he, why. Because you know, with the old uh, the pro zone and things like that, they used to, they used to uh, gauge players' sprints. You know, so what some players would do was when the ball went off the pitch, sprint off and get it because that would count. <laughs> <laughs> so, so talking from experience there, yeah, I think. Well, I, 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 so I heard. <laughs> so I heard. But do you see what I'm saying? So I look yeah. at Ozil, and it's not about running about; it's the impact you have on the game. And far too often, he, for a player of his quality. He goes missing. Drift, he, goes he missing goes missing far too often. But let's focus on let's focus on that positive. game yesterday. Yeah. 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 And he was someone, very good. Someone I want to praise as well, and I've been back in his corner all season, and I'll still stand. He's going to be a great for us. Nicholas Pepe yesterday. I thought. He, he, not he, Mustafa. Not Mustafa. No, 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 I'm not, to say I'm not even well. going to mention that guy. I still, still yesterday. Listen, just carry on. Carry on with what you say. Carry on with what you say. Leave him alone. 
he's, he's a player that we, we've lacked over the years. He's someone who does beat someone, who does run at players. Cuts in the left. Probably cuts in the left bit too much. Too much. I don't want him to take someone on the right. I do no. agree with you there. But saying that, even the goal we set up... Uh, was it? There was a chance and Ketio had. We hit the bar. Yep. He cut and went down the right, didn't he? Come in. So he hopefully he's trying to sort of mix it up a bit now. But I thought he was. He got two assists and a goal yesterday. And I know he. It's not his fault. The price tag. No. But look at Thierry Henry in his first season. I'm not comparing him I was to just Henry. About to say and Perez. Perez. And Perez. <clears throat> See, that's what I was just we're about both, to say. We're both we've rubbish. had this conversation. Yeah. We've had this before, haven't we? Dave? Yeah. And how yeah, hard right. is it for a player like that to come into the Premier League first season? It's going to be difficult. So let him have this season. Yeah. Hopefully, we're going to see the best in there. A nice run of game as well, playing, making that position his own. And hopefully, now he can kick on and go from there now. That happens quite a, while, quite a lot in French. I feel like that happens a lot in French football. Players coming from French football to the English English game. Like mm. Didier Drogba's first season, I seem to recall, wasn't it's exactly not amazing. Right. No, it's so, hard, isn't it? It's, it's, such a more, it's more physical. And it sounds a bit stupid, but it's colder. It's the no, it, it, it is in them sort of play. They're not gonna. But expectation has changed. That's what you exactly. have to realise. The yeah. whole and uh, it's social, social media, media and stuff. No. But a lot of them are going coming from winter breaks. <clears throat> yep. The pace of the game, the sheer volume of games the in pressure. this country, the pressure. I mean, I, I just think it's far more ramped up. So when they come here, it's very different, and they're expected to hit the ground running because yep. more often mm. than not, they've come for huge money. Nicola Pepe, I looked at him and I just thought initially, I thought lightweight. I, I yeah. did. I, I thought lightweight. I thought I thought he would struggle physically, um, and that's been his problem. Technically, good player. So, so is he going to get the time on the ball? You know, I mm. mean, I know it's slightly different these days. Yeah. But your pre-season, how important? Huge. Because he had hugely that, he, he came straight from hugely. He, he came straight from the African Nations. No pre-season. Hit the ground running. First game, Liverpool away. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's hugely important because what happens is it's not just your fitness. You're getting the acceptance from your teammates. They understand what you are and and, and who you are and how you play and and how you like the ball given to you. All of those things, you get to know each other really well. In fact, some successful teams are carved out in pre-season because the camaraderie is there. And the trust is there, and the acceptance is there. And once that starts, you're fine. You're mm. off and running. Yeah, so we haven't got that week, and a change of manager. I think as well. the trip yeah. last week would have done wonders for the team yeah. and all. I know. Seems to have done. I just think that just that togetherness going out there and not for every player though. <coughs> not for every player. We're talking about that <laughs> yes, in a minute. No, but but I just I just think them sort of things do help. And I, I love the fact of watching us seeing all the boys on social media in clubs together, like all their families yeah. there as well. It's important. Not and, those sort of clubs. <laughs> And that was after that was the family went home. That was in Paul's day. <laughs> but do you, do you know what? I mean, I've got the league table up here. Arsenal have won seven games out of 26. And yeah, we've only lost six. Just, uh, yeah, and you've drawn... <laughs> beaten 2020. And you've drawn 13. It's, it's it absolutely... I mean, uh, <clears throat> at this time of the season, I mean, again, you lot are there week in, week out. I know what I know about Arsenal. It's, it's a bit like Man United. We're talking about the Arsenal I used to know. Yeah, and not this Arsenal. This Arsenal now is literally completely different from the you, Arsenal I knew. Do you know what I liked about yesterday? We weren't great in the first half. We picked it up in the second half. It didn't really feel like a four-nil win, no. but but it was it was end product. That was yeah. an end product mm. game because that wasn't like one of these games where we've seen a four-nil victory at the Emirates and it we come away it was easy. we battered them. It that wasn't was easy. easy. It wasn't easy. easy, but it was all about end product, and that's been the difference, and that's why we picked up so many draws because we haven't had that <clears> end product. What was it? Yeah. Yeah. Big, sorry, just two seconds. Sorry. And the big players stepped up they yesterday. Urzil yeah. scored. Pepe scored an assist. Um, Lacazette even scored. And Aubameyang scored. Those are the four players that we all look to and say, you're the big earners. You've got to do the business. Now we need to see that every single week between now and the end of the season. Cool. And, and we, we look harder to beat now since Arteta's come in. And you can't work so 
up the other end defensively. Yeah. And expect it to go. Of course you can't. It's not going to happen. So we work. You can see that he's working on stuff at the back. We look a lot more solid. We look more sort of able to deal with people attacking us now. They're not, they're not, not having loads of chances against us now. And it's just naturally going to happen, hopefully. Do you know what? This this was, before the Man City thing, this was going to be about preparing for next season. Yeah. But yeah. because of the Man City no, thing no. now, <clears throat> it, it's changed. We've got a chance. You, you now have a chance. But whereas before, you'd be sitting there under the radar saying, we are literally preparing for next season. That, that's what we're doing. We're going to finish as high as we can, Arsenal, but you're looking at getting things right for next season. You look a bit pensive. Because well, we all think we're going to re- win the Europa League, Paul, so it doesn't matter, does it? Oh, <laughs> listen, listen. I don't know about that. Okay. Not preparing for next season. We've got we've got two trophies to win outside the league. All right. We get all beat right. by Wolves or something. All right. This is, <laughs> Come on. We beat Inter in the quarterfinals and get knocked out to Wolves this in the This is the Arsenal Fan Show. Uh, more to come after the break from these three wise men. Love sports. We're back. Was it 17 minutes past seven? Uh, myself, Chris, Charlie and Dave. You just nearly forgot him there on the end, didn't you? Poor old little Dave. I've not forgot him. Poor old how little Paul from a sandwich. It's nice to be called little, actually. You can't <laughs> forget him. You, you can't forget him at all. Where are we at now, gentlemen? Sabayas and Saka. Let's do mm. it. Let's start with Sabayas. Well, if we're going to single out players, I think we can talk about Ozil, but we've done yeah. that to death. They're the two players that probably stood out for me. Do you know in the <clears> first <throat> half, I don't think we got... the like Sabayas was dropping to pick up the ball, but he wasn't... What I saw, I didn't think he was he was playing that quick transition pass as much as we saw in the second half. It was really obvious in the second half and we upped the intensity. Mm. Um, well, there was a lot of the sideways stuff in the first oh, half. Yeah. But in the second half, Sabayas, it was almost as if Arteta had said, you're on this today, mate. Mm. You've been brilliant in training. Go and do it. Pick the ball up, get it, release it. And the way he, the way he hits the football with the sort of the inside of the boot, like just curving it around uh, midfielders, you know, play that pass to, uh, the, to Bellerin or to Pepe time and time again. I thought it was really good. But he always put the pass in front of the player as well. Yeah. I know that so sounds bloody forward. obvious, but it's not. don't it's always not. do it. No, it's but, not. But, but, yeah. he's, but it, when you're talking about momentum and fast movement and fast passing, that's aided by putting the pass in the right place. And that's what he was doing. Yeah. Nine times out of ten, yeah, it was really accuracy. impressive. Because yeah. what it does is it, it it carries on the momentum. Yeah, of the move. front foot. Yeah, you're on the front foot. You're always on the front foot. I mean, Saka, I like. Yeah, he shows a maturity, well, and it doesn't it doesn't look phased. He's by eighteen. It. You know, I know we've had loads of great eighteen year old players. Don't get me wrong, but you know, Arsenal, we've had a lot of young players. He's an eighteen year old. We've got excited about too many players too often at Arsenal, and and suddenly <clears> it's like because I think if you'd ask everyone in the summer. Everyone had Reese Nelson well ahead of Saka in the first team reckoning. Mm. You know, he'd had a season at half an iron, he'd scored a few goals, and he was the one. But Saka's just quietly gone about his business, and he's done a job for Arteta. He's never complained, and he's, you know, he's happy to fill in at left back, but he hasn't looked out of place. We'll come back to Saka. I do think, though, that Arteta's got a liking for Reese Nelson. Oh, I think we're going to see he a has, lot more definitely. of him. Mm. So, but yeah, I mean, Saka is a. He's 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 done a fantastic job in the position that he's playing. I think you said it a second ago, Charlie. He's not a left back. Though. No, mm-hmm. you know he's a left. And actually, what Arteta's doing with the team at the moment is he's essentially manipulating the team to make the most out of Saka. So mm. when we have when we have <coughs> possession of the ball uh, in certain positions, Xhaka is dropping into that left side. Yeah, he's, doing great, times, he's doing a great job. Yeah. The amount of times where you see Luis will pick the ball up, and you know as Arsenal are going from right to left, you instantly see Xhaka. Other side of Louise because Zaka's Zaka's f- f- fast Zaka, forward. But that, but that is what he is. Zaka. He's not a defender. No, he's, no. he's he is an attacking uh, winger. Let's say, and, and and I think as you as time goes on, you know, if you're the opponents, you're going to start highlighting him 
you're going to start looking in behind. You're going to start really making him have to defend more than probably Newcastle did yesterday. And that's what's going to start to happen. Because when these players start to make a name for themselves, that's what happens. Teams now start to look at them and go, right. Because they do a lot of match analysis. Mm-hmm. Right. Where where can we actually make him doubt? Where can we stop him from actually flying forward? Yeah, I think the interesting, yeah? Yeah, I think also the interesting thing with Arteta is he obviously he knows what he wants. And lesser managers, lesser coaches might think, well, Saka is obviously not a full-back. He's definitely a left winger, but he could do a job at wing-back. And I'll, I'll move to a back three just to accommodate this talent. He's not doing that. He's building mm-hmm. the team around. He knows he wants to play 4-2-3-1. Yeah. So the team's flexing around that yeah. rather than saying, my God, this guy can bomb up and down the wing. Let's let's play 3-5-2. He's not doing that, whereas other coaches, I think, would have done. I, yeah. do, I do agree, yeah. Paul. I think if he's playing against someone probably not so much at home to Newcastle, mm-hmm. I think you might have seen Kalasnach back there because he's just more of a left-back, a bit more solid. But at home to Newcastle, you can take the chance, so to speak, with him. You can. So if but you're, I, play, if you're yeah. playing against Burnley, you're playing against Burnley, what yeah. they would do is Rodriguez would back off onto Saka and they'd just be locking those angle balls over his head. Yeah. That's what they'd be doing. As we saw against Monreal a few years ago with yeah. Dogba. Exactly. But I also think, and I wrote about it today, I think that's going to be interesting, that midfield dynamic of those two. Right now, Saka's nailed on because he's cov- oh, oh. because he's covering Saka. I think mm. he's anyway. But, but, as you, but as you say, when you get Klozenak back or Tierney, when you've got a a proper left back. Yeah. Will he need to play Shaka? Will he then say, "Okay, I'll play Torreira and Ceballos," or I'll have a look at Torreira and Ceballos? Yeah. Because at the moment, Shaka's not moving the ball as fast as Ceballos, but he's doing a great job covering Saka yeah. bombing on. I when he's so. got a purpose-built left back, will that change? Yeah, I think Ceballos yeah. needs to show more of the consistencies. Though we've seen two very good performances yeah, this but- season: Burnley at home and then yesterday. Yeah. But we've seen, I've, I personally feel like I've seen a few where, un, admittedly, under the Emery area, which was a bit all over the place, let's be honest. Yeah, but, but that's 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 a, 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 the product of the environment at the time. Yeah. yeah but also you goes know? back to what Paul said about taking time to get used to a league. Mm. Yeah, true. Yeah. I think that's something I want to praise as well. I think he's probably been our best player since Arteta's come Mustafi. in. Mustafi? No, 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 definitely. <laughs> the man next to him, David, David Luiz. He's, he's been excellent. Yeah. I think he's mm. just been a leader on the pitch. And you hear things he's doing in the dressing room, and he really took a, a captain's role without yeah. being a captain he's he's a leader in that but when he gets room. it right I mean he was Brazil captain once. when <clears> he gets <throat> it right he's a leader but help me out here I, I just sit with him me and my boy watch the games and, and, and we're sitting at home and when we watch the games we're sitting there thinking let's just wait for Luis's mistake do you know and, and well, you I'm tell me Mustafis. you tell <laughs> listen I know but you tell me has that cleared from your head it does, certainly to. in recent weeks definitely yeah, yeah. Because um, I know you fans, you, you must, you you see it more than me. <clears throat> well, might, I mean, I think we, we've been unfortunate because Chambers was definitely our best centre-back pre-injury. Yeah. No question, yeah. you know, in my mind. Mustafi was discarded by the fans, low on confidence. Fans got on his back, made him even lower on confidence. It's a different player now. This is mm. more like the player that first came to Arsenal. Is this down to the manager? And, and it has to be. How yeah. can it not be? If you've got two players who were fraught with error, you know, Either whoever they were alongside, there was a mistake in them. Yeah. Louise, at least two. I mean, Louise gave what, what three penalties in the first six mm. six games. I mean, Something crazy. Stupid. And 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 Mustafi was just one or two ricks every game. Yeah, I think they what, are so solid. What Loved, Arteta, watching him play what Arteta has clearly looked at and seen with the defenders, central defenders that we've got, is that he's playing both ball playing centre backs. I know you don't like Mustafi, but you can't disagree. He's a better on the ball than someone like Sogradis. Yes, yes. And that's why I think he's playing. I don't think he's got a long-term future at the club. I'd be surprised. Charlie told me off air he thinks he's like a bit like Franz Beckenbauer. Yeah. 
What, who, Mustafi? Who, who's that friend's record? Mustafi. That's what Charlie's going to do. I can't stand the guy. That's about that's about the only link I can... I can't stand the guy. I can't. I don't want a negative... Is it 50 cap German international, isn't he? I don't know about that, but he's, he's, he's a World Cup winner. He's, he's up there, isn't he? He's, it gives me hope still. I'll go and win a World Cup. When they won the World Cup, he, played, got a he, was playing, he was playing right back when they won the Cup. Yeah. World Cup, to be fair. No, but but I, I, I mean, there's a feel-good factor in the club, and, that, and that's important. People feel positive again. And just as match-going fans, how much better does it feel in the ground? And, oh, and the atmosphere? It's, a, it's little mm. things like the communication, and also that they're not doing this, oh, my God, we have to pass it short. Yeah. If Mustafi and Louise see a long pass and Leno's going... No, they done that yesterday. The first half, didn't they? They did, didn't they? A quite bit, a lot, and the fans. What, got what a whole was lot. that? In, you know, that insistence with playing the ball out of the back. I, I actually think the rule change has, has done a lot yeah. of clubs. Yeah. yeah. Um, because the goalkeeper's got it, and the two centre half are standing five foot away, and it's almost like I'm going to tell everyone that I'm passing it to him, okay? And so, ready? Go, go shut him down. Do you know what's the most bizarre thing all. about it as well, though? Leno is actually a decent long ball distributor. Yeah. Too. yeah. yeah. And not just uh, long and ball. with his arm as well. Yeah. Not uh. just long ball as in like lumping it to the centre forward. Accurate. He clips the ball out wide to, to whoever's on the sort of touchline. He'll, he'll find a player. So it's just bizarre that they, they, and they that do And that falls this. into a team like Liverpool's hands when teams do that or City. It falls into because they love yeah. getting out. Yeah, press they, they press exactly high up. Right. They love it and they can hit the ball and they score from it. Mm. And, and we're up, I'm glad that we tried it a lot, didn't we? Mm. And we sort of fouled a few times. Thankfully, it's not as much. But I agree. Yeah. With it's, it's changed football in a way that rule because teams think they're Barcelona and they're not. I can't. I, I just can't work that out. I mean, especially as you know, someone like Lacazette who is good with the ball into his chest and stuff. Great to see him score. Mm. Um, what had happened with him and, and he wasn't getting in the side regularly he was always taking too many touches there were so many chances where he'd pick the ball up in the box last season when he'd score and it'd be one touch bang mm. whereas this season it's one touch even two his goal even his goal was fortunate but his assist for Ozil should have been his own goal yeah I mean, <laughs> literally, yeah. should have turned and banged that. He yeah. lost control and oh, really? ended up and flipping it to Ozil for the third goal. Right. Yeah. Okay. I think the reason he's been, he has been playing regularly through the middle. I think because of 4 2 3 1, he needs a hold up centre forward. And mm. I think Arteta doesn't trust Aubameyang to be a forward in that I don't formation. Think he is, yeah. So he's playing Lacazette because he does hold the ball up and get other people involved very well. Mm. He's just lost his confidence in the box. His work and I, and build up play has been yeah, fine. It's amazing. It really but, I, I, yeah. but I don't think Enketia, and I. I like him, but I don't think he can do that job. I think that's why Bielsa didn't play, because he needs to play alongside someone else. He's a fox in a box, mm. small man, big man type striker. And I don't think he proved anything yesterday that we didn't know that he, he can't hold the ball up, whereas Lacazette can. Yeah, mm. I, th- I, th- I, think, I know the goal was fortunate, but you yeah. know, if you're in that drought, it doesn't he matter if it comes off your backside. Bottom, yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's a goal, and you see how it meant to him. Yeah, it's a weight off his well. shoulder. It's a weight off his shoulder now. Mm. He's got that goal. I think he'll start Thursday night. Yeah, I think, sure, I think he'll start Thursday night. So hopefully that gives him that little bit of confidence and just that little bit more, I'll have a crack. Rather than the last time we think I haven't scored, I might take an extra touch past it, yeah. might have a shot he now. He scored a lot of goals, didn't he? As you say, one touch back. Always scores against big yeah. clubs as well, doesn't he? All the big teams he's scored against. All mm. of them. Mm-hmm. So hopefully we can take that into Thursday night. Massive Thursday night. Mm. It's a huge game. But they're good at Olympiacos as well. Will he change a lot? I mean, does he have players? Will he rest a few? I think Torreira are coming. And I, th- yeah, I, th- I think... I don't think he'll no, start to buy Xhaka. He'll, he'll, he'll have a few. He'll have a few changes. I in think he'll keep a spine. I think you'll have. I think you have Torreira and Xhaka in there. Sa- Saka will play though. No, I think Kolasinac. I think Kolasinac's fit now. So. Apparently, no no players attracted more bets for the England squad in the last twenty four hours than Saka. Um, we've got James Benj on the line. James, where's that come from? 
out of nowhere, isn't it? Yeah, I think I think to an extent it's um, that the options at left back after Ben Chilwell they're not that impressive. I mean, you know, I was kind of looking at who else you might play there. Maybe someone like Fabian Delph, Luke Shaw, Danny Rose. I mean, I think we all saw Danny Rose is definitely not the player he was. Um, He's twice the player he was. <laughs> Size of him. What's wrong with you? <laughs> What's wrong with you, lot? Nah, he's at Tottenham, isn't he? He's at Newcastle. Nah, he's I Tottenham. know you are. Right. Carry on, James. Carry sorry, on, James. sorry, mate. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, so I think I kind of think if you look at if you weigh up all those options, you'd be you'd be well advised to have a look at Saka. I think he's really good as a left back, and you know I put that out on on Twitter, and a lot of people sort of kind of come back to you and they go. He's not a left-back. He's not a left-back. It might not be his natural position. and uh, I mean, I know it's not where he sees his future long-term, but you know, if he's doing a good job there, then you keep playing him there. And I think he's, he's been an absolute revelation. He defends better than he gets credit for. And um, obviously, attacking-wise, his final ball's fantastic. And I, I love watching him. He's, he's a revelation at 18 years old. Fantastic player. And if I was Gareth Southgate, I'd call him up. Hey, James, it's Chris here. You all right? Yeah, very well, thanks. Um, so just a quick question on that. One of the successes that Saka has had has be, been because, and we can all see it, because you've got Xhaka dropping into the mm. left when we're in possession of the ball, so it, it frees Saka to, to roam forward more. Do you think that England, playing in that kind of, sort of have that sort of player with that sort of intelligence, do you think that Southgate would be able to do that? I'm talking in this hypothetical scenario when, you know, maybe we need that, or is it more that... He can play left back as a utility player and actually going forward, you know, he's also an option as potentially a left winger if he continues his good form. Yeah, I mean, that's a really good point. And what I have to admit, I hadn't thought about that, you know, that Saka at left back is very system dependent. And you're right. I think the thing is, it's, it's obviously something that Arsenal have worked really hard on on the training ground. And you just, you never get the chance to do that at, at international level. I guess the trade-off is... It, He's the backup left back, isn't he? I mean, you know, I think we'd all agree Ben Chilwell is a phenomenal player, and I think if he starts for England, England are very well placed in that position. Um, and yeah, you know, Saka maybe he's coming on because of an injury, maybe he's playing in the the easier games where you need someone to attack, or you know, he's just an option off the bench. So, you know, it doesn't it, it, it doesn't have to be one that that sort of you, you carefully plan what you'll do in the unlikely event that Saka's starting the World Cup final. I think he's good enough defensively that it, it wouldn't be a problem to play him. But, you know, it's always that thing of, like, whenever it comes to England games, particularly at major tournaments, we all get very worried about who's the backup right-back, who's the backup left-back, who's the fifth-choice centre-back. It sort of, almost certainly wouldn't ever really be an issue. So, But for the same reason, just give him a go. I think he's 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 so promising there. And, you know... <clears throat> If he does develop into a top-class left-back, that's absolutely fine. There's no there's no problem with that. He could go the Ashley Cole way of, of starting as a striker and becoming a left-back, or alternatively... Kieran Gibbs as well. Gareth Bale, yeah, Gibbs I've, as well. I've got to ask one, one, one quick thing. Uh, listen, Wikipedia says 15 games, but he's got to have played more than that. How many games has he played? The reason I say that is because, you know, back in my day, to play for England, you literally had to play a season. It wasn't like you could play 10 or 12 games. Now... You know, he's played what? How, how many games would you say, you you know, you Gooners? How many has he played? Well, he's probably 20, played 20, yeah. Across all competitions, yeah. probably 25. 25 maybe. games, and we're talking about him playing for England. You were sure you played I, I don't know. Four. I Hold don't know second. if that's enough. That's all Mason, I'm saying. Mason Mount's played less yeah. games for Chelsea, and he was in the England squad. I know. Yeah. 
but uh, but that's what I'm saying because they haven't un they haven't really experienced the adversity, and I wouldn't want them to experience that. You know, when they play against a player who is a couple of seconds ahead. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna start all. I'm gonna start a sentence, Morts, with, and you're gonna finish it, right? Okay. England got to the World Cup semi-final. Who played left back? Two words. Oh, who did play left back? Carl Walker. No, Ashley Young. Yeah, when? no, fair play. Never fair been play. a left back in his whole career. Suddenly got shoved, shoved there, and next thing we know, he's running to the World Cup final for England and left back. Slightly different because yes, he's, because experience, he's experienced, but because he's experienced, but. You know. I don't mind it. I mean, just for me... He was back up when he went. Yeah. My point is he was back up and suddenly he's playing. Right. Here's my point. If you look at someone like Ben Chilwell at the moment, he has gone through a spell where yeah. I look at him and he's just been found out a little bit. Just just a little bit. I, I agree you with know? that. And, 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 and for Sacco, I want him to learn that playing for Arsenal, not being elevated to that level and being... Because mm. you know how cruel life can be and how people, you know, especially at international level, they want to shoot people down. You, mm. know? you know, listen, I'll tell you what. Stay with us, James. We are going to pick this up after the break. See you in a sec. Love sports. And we're back. It's myself, Paul Mortimer, with Chris, Charlie, uh, Dave, and James Benj on the phone. James, we were just talking about uh, young Sacco and, and whether he should be really going to uh, a, a Euros or a World Cup with England. What are you? What are your? What's your view? I just think why not. I mean, I, I, obviously, the, the point you made that he's not played many games and, you know, the setbacks haven't really come yet. Well, I think if you kind of want ex experience of the sort of trying and testing environment that can be an England squad, I think playing under Unai Emery is quite a good start to it. Um, but <laughs> if, he's a, if he's the second best option to play at left back in, in the country, which I'd argue he is now, then... The, the logical thing to do is, is to take him and I think it would be great experience I think in the years to come as good as England are in those wide positions I think he'll be a fixture in the squad further forward and you know I mean why not get him that experience getting that experience now and, and build a young core that's going to be together for 10 years I think Saka would be part of that so yeah. I'd, I'd certainly have him uh, you know involved in some way during the friendlies um, uh, next month something that just came to mind that Paul was saying about how many games he's played but I think Callum Hudson-Doy played for England under Southgate before he made a Premier League start for Chelsea yeah yeah and, and, so, and, uh, and I didn't even agree with that either no so, uh, but anyway so we we you're just proving a point. No, 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 no. You're just proving a point. No, it just suddenly came into my head. No, it didn't. No, I can see he's changing his face. He had that five minutes ago. Yeah, that up his sleeve. Anyway, James, changing the subject. You've written about the bust up that happened, or allegedly happened. I think it did happen, actually, in Dubai with Gwendozi. You know, we've debated on the show how good he is, whether he's good enough, you know, and who he should play with. But suddenly, he seems to have dropped down the pecking order because of his attitude. Is that the case? Yeah, it's certainly the case that there were there were problems in Dubai in terms of how Gwendozi applied himself in in training and and his attitude, um, and that has led to him dropping out of the match day squad. Uh, I think that the, the sort of you know that inevitably prompts some sort of bigger long term issues about you know is Gwendozi leaving? I don't really think that's the sort of conversation that Arsenal are having now. I think what they want to do is they want to see how Gwendozi responds to this. I mean. You know, he does get a lot of criticism online, but, you know, if you focus purely on what's going on in the pitch mm. and his, you know, his standing with Arsenal managers, it, it's been a pretty meteoric rise where there haven't been that many setbacks. And, you know, it'd be really interesting to see how Gwendozi reacts to this. But actually, you know, what do, what do Arsenal managers, and I think even a lot of Arsenal fans admire most about Gwendozi, it's his character, it's his 
it's his willingness to lead and listen and learn. And sometimes I think that can that can sort of stretch the boundaries, and he can come across as a bit arrogant. Um, certainly, that was the case at Lorient, his former club. Um, and sometimes that's a good thing. Sometimes it's a bad thing. But I think you know you want to see someone like Guendouzi learn from this. He's 20 years old. I think he, for me, I think he's a fantastic talent um, and one that Arsenal should be looking at a future with. Yeah. Um, but yeah. No, I agree. But one thing I do not worry about, but as Arsenal's a football club, and we like to think we can have some changes this summer, he is someone we would probably get good money for around Europe. You'd like to think that he would obviously be around the 40, 50 million, might you'd like to think, a young player like that. How much? Oh, I think you'd be surprised. It was tattered of PSG last year, it was 70 million, someone did. Do you think that could be an option for Arsenal, thinking about transfer plans in the summer, James? Oh, transfer plans. It feels very early. Um, I think that could certainly be, if a, if a top club came in and really tested Arsenal's resolve uh, at a fee of over £50 million, I mean, the reality is they'd kind of consider that sort of money for pretty much anyone in the squad. Um, you know, basically, you're only on I'd take £30 million, to be honest, but... Um, I think if someone wants to offer you that money, I think Arsenal might think, can we can we invest it elsewhere? But it's it's... It's not in the plan, if you know what I mean. I, I wouldn't say they're going to be looking at cashing in on um, on Guendouzi. I think there's still a, an enormous amount of faith in in him and what he can do. He he just has to really knuckle down and he has to he has to show development and has to show consistency. Mm. I thought he played really well under Arteta before the winter break. Um, I know that, I, that kind of that there is a, a bit of doubt around him for me I wonder how much of that is just that he's really associated with the old regime he's kind of the most the most Unai Emery player in the squad he was Emery's pet project and I think a lot of Arsenal fans because the the dislike of Emery is so deep they kind of hold that against Guendouzi I like him I think I think he's a good player I think what I've noticed though is when he first came in he was fresh he was new he was different he was brave brave on the ball Mm. As he's got into the side, he's become slightly reckless for me. He's he's rowing with everyone. He's talking back to the ref. He's falling over a lot. Yeah, he does that a lot. Um, all of those things, I, I kind of, you know what? I've gone from really liking watching him to not really liking watching him play. If that I makes think, sense, I, I think that's pretty common with same. Arsenal fans, Paul. I think we we it was a breath of fresh air yeah. in a time when we weren't having a lot of things to talk, you know, exciting things to talk mm. about or positivity. But I think I mean Charlie's more experienced as a coach than me. You certainly are. I've coached for the problem is I think he he has all the attributes without the basics. The yeah. way he receives the ball, he doesn't he doesn't know what he's going to do. Mm. So there's always that time lapse between after he's controlled it and what he's going to do. Yeah. And at top level, you get found out. Well, that's going to be the challenge. You'll get for him, the yeah. you'll get the moments of crazy. This season, he turned two matches. Yeah, Northland derby turned yeah. on its head, and Aston Villa Aston he turned Villa. on its head. Mm. Those two guys, and Bournemouth away. I was at you were there, yep. Charlie. We were both there. He was brilliant. But it's not every game, and it's just the basics. Like the, you say, the falling out. He gets found well, a lot. I, think, but need, I don't think he sees what's coming. When you, you need that awareness, almost, it's almost like when you need a bit of chaos to mix yeah. things up. He's he's very useful, but certainly from a defensive point of view, I mean, I'm I just struggle to work out what sort of player he is. He's not a destroyer. He's not really a creative no, player not. going forward. He's got a decent passing range. The blessing and the curse for him is the manager, because the manager is a technician on the ball, and yeah. if he can't learn from him how to think his way around a the game, then they will uh, uh, lose him in the summer. One one question I wanted to ask all you gents around Arsenal: Do you think that 
there are a good few players playing for their futures at Arsenal at the moment yes. because there's going to be there's got to be some changes in the summer and he may well have to generate his own funds I don't know you want to take that first James? <laughs> yeah I, I think pretty much every player is playing for their own future <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, you know Arteta has, has really come in and I think one of the things that you hear an awful lot is he is very demanding of players and he is willing to tell them when he's not happy um, and I don't think he would have I think he knows right now that he's in a very strong position um, you know he will always have the backing of the fans he's got the backing of the board and I'm not sure many of the players do have that backing I think you know how many players in that squad are you thinking oh, we have to keep them we have to build around them the future's you know nothing without them obviously there's the youngsters no. the Sackers the Martinelli but beyond that no one really that I would say you can't you can't I, live without. Yeah, them. I mean I wrote. About, no one's replaced that squad. I wrote, I wrote an article today on Sabios, but one of the points I made in it was, I think there's probably on one hand you can count the number of players right now who probably know they're going to play every Saturday. Yeah, but what, under Venga it would have been nine no, or ten. I agree. And what James, there's probably four or five now. What James just said there as well though, there's not one player in that team really, may other than Abamyang. Just because of his goals, there's not one player in that team that you wouldn't really be bothered if they left. A- apart from the kids, maybe people like Saka and Martinelli. Actually, the established player, and Leno. Leno would be the one. I think Bellerin's the one who's on the border because oh, all, of us, all of us would have cared, but he seems to have lost maybe a yard of pace, yeah. which is a bit of a concern. He's a strong runner now. Yeah. He's not lightning quick. He's not anymore. as light. Yeah, I, yeah. Think, I think that Cedric could be good once he's fit. I think he'll take the place full time. I think it'd be a good yeah. I'd have the moon mm. we signed him personally. So, so what you're saying is between the you know the end of the season and the start of the se- of net the following season, Arsenal are going to look completely different. I actually think they're going to be more of a rugged side. They'll still mm. play their football. It's needed. But, but but again, it's I mean most teams are reflective of their manager, mm. and I think they'll be reflective of him. Where technically they'll be proficient, but they will stick their foot in. Well, if we're all thinking that, hopefully all the players are thinking that. So we've got we've got from February to May with everybody playing for their future. Other than those who, I think Aubameyang probably thinks the rest of the team are playing for his future. Because yeah. I think I think if we make Champions League, yeah, he stays. Yeah, yeah. If we don't, he goes. And, and, and everyone we've accepts him that, down. You know, we've let him down. Yeah, yeah. exactly. He we, should we, be playing the Champions League. If yeah, we yeah. All, so I think yeah. we all accept that, and I'm sure the squad will accept that. But everyone else, they're playing for their future. Well, let me ask you this, gents: Where do you need strengthening? Where do you where, where I mean, Aubameyang stays. Okay. Think, where I, else? Do if he you, wants are to, you need, yeah. Well, well, just saying, a perfect world. Yeah, yeah. He stays. I think centre midfield is a big. Everyone moans about our defence, but we could have Van Dijk at centre half. He'd look poor against some of the midfield partnerships we've had. I just think we need a combative centre midfielder. But wasn't that Torreira? What, what, what happened? Because when he first came in, I'm thinking, what a player they've got. No, I still think you what know? a player. Yeah, he is a good player. Right. I do, but I also want that big five foot. A six foot big bruiser in there as well, like a, a like a like a destroyer, like someone who is physically and a presence in there. Like who? Go on, you're going to go back. Don't say Vieira. No, Do not say. No, but that that, 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 that no, is the player. The, the yeah. That's the yeah, player think, we've no, never the replaced. No. Yeah, no. Ultimately, no. that's player. Well, we've never well you may as well put that to one side oh, no. because you, you, they're once in a lifetime players. Them ones. Mm. So put that. To, you've had him. So be happy you had him. You ain't, you ain't having no one like that. You, you, you're getting greedy, you lot. You want another Vieira? Good luck with that. Well, I'd like a Jack Grealish type as well. James, what do you think? I'd love Jack Grealish. I, th- I think another ten is massive. I think, yeah. and you've hit yeah. on the name there with Jack Grealish. I know. he... He kind of plays more on the left as well for Villa, but just a Be real creative force. force. I don't want to get into sort of lengthy discussion about Mesut Ozil, but you know, right now Arsenal, you can Arteta can 
build a structure and hopefully Saliba turns out to be a really good centre back and he yeah. can build a structure to keep this this team solid but then it's really reliant on having great creativity ahead of it and you know Ceballos and Ozil work well together but that's not a long term option no. Arsenal need just a, a I, you know, if I were in Arteta's position, I'd spend a lot of money on a number ten that's real top grade, can really carve teams apart. Hard okay. to find, but someone like that. St- stay with us, James. We're going to talk more players, but we're also going to talk about the upcoming games, Olympiacos and and Everton. Um, see you in a sec. Love sports. Well, I tell you what, this Arsenal fan show's flown by, hasn't it? We've not really got long. But Are you enjoying yourself I talking about Arsenal? <laughs> no, I genuinely am. With, with three people, that, four people. James is still there. Thanks, James. Four people that know what they're talking about. Now, off air, sometimes we have some great conversations. <laughs> we were talking about James. You have to play your part in this. We were talking about the number tens that you that that Arsenal could have. Grealish, Madison. Charlie East came up with something that Dave Seeger was not happy about. Oh, I'm, I'm I'm firmly in Dave's corner here on this. Go oh, on, Chris, oh, Chris is yeah. oh, oh, it Charlie? Philip Coutinho. What do you think, James? Oh, no. No. <laughs> and that's I a hat trick. And that is a hat trick, Charlie. Miles off the boil. Yeah. So, so for me, I think one of the things I was saying, um, people will probably lambast me for this, but. The type of player that I think would work really well at Arsenal is an Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain type. And and what I mean, I know he's injury-prone, I know we've had him, but energetic, you know, covers ground, can score that. goals. Well, perhaps, I'm talking about the type of player, yeah. can score goals, is physically, he's a, he's a physically dominating player. Mm. He would, or that style of player is what Yeah, but Liverpool play like a 4-3-3 with one yeah. slightly advanced. Mm. If Arteta does want to continue 4-2-3-1, that is not. Ox. The ten no, player. I just think we need more of a someone who can run and beat a man as well as pass mm. a man. I think with Ozil, he can pass through any team in the in the yeah. world. But He's... sometimes, if there's no pass on, you need to be able to beat yeah, a player. Yeah, and that's why Grealish ticks all the boxes yeah, for me because he, he, he can do. He can. It's like that first season of Santi before Ozil came and Santi got shunted out left. That season, just in the Premier League, mm. playing at 10, Santi 12 goals, 12 assists. That's the sort of output, like Fabregas mm-hmm. before. Yeah. When you're playing you're in missing. that role, mm. you need to be able to take the game by a scruff of the neck, mm. as Santi did, as Fabregas did. Ozil, as much as he's a great player, he's never, did. ever taken a game by a scruff of the neck more than one hand in six years. James? I, I just keep coming back to Grealish, and I don't even know if <laughs> No argument from me. I don't know, if, but you know what? It's also just about having someone, having more players on the pitch that just just get the the ground going. I think we kind of have started to see under Arteta how powerful the Emirates can be when the fans are, if not on side, then at the very least, kind of not actively mumbling against the manager. Someone like that, I think, in a way, it would also be great to have more English talent to surround the likes of Saka and Nelson. Um, and, and you know Smith Rowe as well, who I think when he comes back next mm. season should be an option at number ten. Um, Good point. I, mean, I think you could make lots of clever signings, but you know lots of fantastic young prospects from outside of, of Europe. I'm sure that or you know outside of England, I'm sure there's plenty. But I just think there'd be something so impressive about going out and buying that top Premier League player and, and just sort of announcing that Arsenal are here to to do business properly. Having said that, you'll probably go to Man United. That, that's that's, my, that's the problem, I think, Joe. I, I don't think the way we are and how the season pans out for us, I, I think we're a long way beyond a pecking order for that, but for, mm. just to get him. I mean, I, I've seen Madison's name mentioned as well. But I can't I see Man United signing both, can you? No. They're linked to both. 
But I think Liverpool. Get one. Both. I still think mm. Liverpool will buy someone like that though. Chelsea need that sort of player. Okay. Uh, first of all, James, thank you very much. Uh, My pleasure. Thanks Cheers, for everything. Cheers, see, see you soon. Um, big game in the week. Massive. Uh, Olympiacos yeah. unbeaten. I think they are, they in, are. In, in the league. Top of. I know it's the Greek league, but top of the Greek league means they know how to win. Unbeaten yeah. at home as well. Yeah, unbeaten. So. It's a huge game for Arsenal. Yeah, they won 4-0 at the weekend. They did. I, know, the I know another are. team that won 4-0 oh, at the weekend yeah. as well. Bottom of the league they beat. But the thing is... What kind of team? They're a, t- they're a tough team to beat. And when they dropped out, they dropped out Champions League, which is straight away, they were already in the Premier. Yeah. Tottenham, they drew a Tottenham, didn't they? In the, uh, the first... Yeah. The first never never watched Tottenham's results. And then they got wallops 3-1 at home. Yes, you but they did. lost <laughs> they lost their best player in January, that uh, Pudence to Wolves. Right. He, he big must... But, it's going to be a still tough got game. this guy Yusuf Al Arabi who's got, got twenty goals. So are they going to give Arsenal a game? Are they going to give Arsenal a game? Yes, That's, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. And what kind of Arsenal team? This is away from home. We got to go and win. I mean, we got we, we're not going. We got to play a stronger team because theoretically, if Arteta can go and win either the Europa League or the FA Cup this season, yeah, that's a massive weight off Hard his shoulders. Though they're they're, t- they're, they're tough. Yeah, but he's got a lot off. of he's got a lot of players that people probably were surprised not to see at the weekend to come mm. in. I mean, Martinelli's been Excellent. on form, incredible. Yeah, he's been very Didn't good, get off he? the bench the weekend, fully fresh. Lacazette played ten minutes, fully, fully fresh. Well, Torreira ten minutes, fully fresh. Mm. You know, you got Socrates, fully fighting, bit, waiting to get back in the team. Kolasinac desperate to play. So there's a lot of experienced players who aren't who didn't play at the yeah. weekend that aren't going to weaken us by playing I think we'll have a strong team how about this for a, a, a team then so um, Martin is in goal Kolasinac left back uh, Pablo Mari oh yeah he's going to he's play, playing tonight he's playing tonight but, um, Boreham Wood Wood yeah. okay. so I don't know if that means it's unlikely that he'll play no, on Thursday I think, or not no, probably Sogradis because again he's probably going to do a bit of rotation Ainsley Mate and Niles on the right Socrates. back Sogradis uh, Torreira, Xhaka. Yeah, I think the base. Yeah. I think that'd work. Um, song, I've got a feeling Pepe as well. I you think know, Pepe he scored a couple of start. assists. He'll be up for he it. He starts at Bamiyang and also Martinelli and Lacazette. No, start. I don't think he'll start at Bamiyang. Oh, I, think I don't think he will. Oh, I think these are two, these are two legs, aren't they? Martinelli, either Willacar, Pepe, and Lacazette. I have your house on it that he plays. He plays at Bamiyang Thursday night without a shadow. Do you think he'll want to go there and win and win well? Will he want to go there, win, and try and put it to bed in the first? Yeah, he's played at Bamiyang in all the away games. Played at Frankfurt. He played him in, in Grimari. He played him every game this season. He didn't. Oh, no, he didn't. You're right. I think there'll be rotation, though. Well, I think, I think he'll have an eye on Everton. He'll have an eye on Everton at the weekend. I think so Martin Elliott will play on the left, Charlie, and, honestly. Or Bamiel will be on the bench. And, gents, looking at, Ever- we need him. looking at Everton, I mean, they're form-sided at the they're moment. They're playing well. They're flying at the moment. Yeah, we beat them, we can jump over them, which yeah. is massive. makes it a massive game. They're going to give you a game. I think they're a good side. I think they've got a proper manager as well. Who's that again? Who's getting, I don't know, Arsene Wenger, I think. We could have had him, but we didn't want him. <laughs> you, you didn't want him? Uh, okay. Oh, well, obviously we didn't want him. Yeah, well. well, he's but, the third highest paid manager in the world. Well. <laughs> played by two ex-Arsenal directors. Yeah. <laughs> God's sake. <laughs> What's wrong with you lot? It's true, though, isn't it? He's funded by ex-Arsenal people. <laughs> sad? No, I mean, it's not gloating. I'm sad no, about no, it. No, no, no. Listen, I'm just, I'm just, like I say, I'm a QBR fan. I'm a neutral. You're teaching me stuff. Every day's a school no, day. No. Yeah. no, Mishiri is yeah. left, you know. Oh, he Usman was. They're both Arsenal, are so, the Everton game. Huge. It's going to be tough. And we've got Everton and Chelsea got Tottenham. Yeah. So, yeah. That, so someone there is going to drop points. Can you beat them? Yeah. yeah. Oh, at home, yeah. We, we don't lose many at home. Mm. But no, no, you are good at home. Yeah. I do think... We don't win many. We don't <laughs> well, well, not recently. Well, we're solid at the back, which we weren't last time yeah. you know, we played Everton. And they're scoring home. goals as well. They are, but... Yeah, but they're, they haven't played anyone with any decent last couple of weeks. And they lost to Liverpool's kids. Mm. 
So that's what I'm clinging on to. Is that what you're, you're, you're you are clinging in? Yeah, three one to the Arsenal. <laughs> I genuinely, I genuinely felt at the weekend if we won that game yesterday, that We'd was, go on. That was the turning point. And I and I, I, I was thinking if we won one nil, could be the turning point. But to win four nil, mm. you know, if we win on Thursday as well, confidence will be high. I, I'd yeah. be very confident can, about can, us being Everton. Can we do a quick shout out, like Charlie Hawkins, um, who has been here every week, saying every week we talk about this and every week we don't win. Well, we won this week, <laughs> yeah. so I think we'll, yeah, we'll just keep more. Don't come back, Charlie. We'll just keep more, <laughs> no. Charlie. So very, very quickly, we've only got 30 seconds. Are Arsenal in good shape? Are you happy with what you see? Are you optimistic? Better than we was. Yeah. 100%. I think, I think, I think the future's good. Yeah, the Arteta revolution has begun. So you're, so you're happy? As I said to you before, Mark, I think, I think you can tell by the body language and the way the players are talking about him. That's, what, that's all we need to know. The players are happy. Just out of curiosity, the first couple of weeks of Emery, what, you, what were you like? We got our Arsenal back. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think you went twenty odd games, didn't yeah. you? Even yeah. though you could have probably lost everyone. Yeah. yeah. But uh, so are you? Are you just? It's just positive. hedging your bets. It's just we know what they want to do. We can see a style. We can see a direction of travel. Okay, gents. We're done. We're done. Thanks, Chris, mate. Charlie, Dave, thank you very much. This has been brilliant Cheers, listening mate. to you. I've had an education ish. Although I do think I should have bunked off. (laughs) (laughs) See you in a sec. This is Love Sport Radio. (laughs) Thanks for downloading this podcast from Love Sport Radio. For more, go to lovesportradio.com for all the latest podcasts, news, and views. Or for more, follow us at Love Sport Radio on Twitter.